Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. My name is Bob Shoy, and with me I have... My name is Emma. And you're listening to The Simpsons, four and one more. Right, so we're talking about series two today. Very, very excited about series two. I love series two. Yeah, I really love series two. I said when we did series one, like, this is like my fave of the early years. Like, I, I like this on rewatch even more than like three and four maybe, which was really taking me by surprise i don't know if it's the nostalgia factor of rewatching series two now or what but i really loved rewatching it this time yeah i i feel like in this season there are so many good classic episodes that hardcore simpsons fans will say that they are what made them love the simpsons at first yeah, it really found its groove like, yeah after series one being a bit shaky this like gets into a groove so quickly and it feels like a new show. And I always feel like this is the season where all the characters are well thought out. They know where they're going with the characters. Um, they are sort of the characters we know and love, if that makes sense. Um, mm. Whereas in season one, there's a lot of characters that are just so out of character, if you like. Yeah. Um, but this season, everyone is spot on. And Yeah, um, I'm just looking through the list of episodes now and I'm like, yeah, Homer is Homer and Lisa is Lisa. Yeah. Like, the characters are who they are, yeah. Yeah, I, th- and I feel, I feel like that's what I love because for me, this is the start of The Simpsons. Even though, yeah, yeah. Even though I do love a lot of episodes that are in season one, for me, this is the start. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's a full-length series. Like, Series 1 was only 13 episodes, so we've had more episodes to pick from now because we're getting 20-plus episodes in these series from now on. Yeah, and I felt like when I was researching the season, it it felt like there was a lot more to choose from, a lot more to grasp from. And yeah. um, in some respects, that made it a lot easier, but then in some respects, it made it a lot harder because especially sort of the my middle sort of choices I was a bit like oh I could put this or I could put that so in one respect it made it really easy and then in others it made it quite difficult yeah I have like because I when I do my list like I said last time I I end up ranking the whole series yeah and actually I've started doing that now as well and I feel like that would be easier for us to maybe um critique each other's choices a little bit better because I, yeah. I could be like oh that's really low down on my list or no yeah that's a good point i can rank that in the same sort of way that you have so i've actually ranked all 22 episodes as well okay yeah i've got maybe like that i feel like tiers of episodes in mind so i've got like my number episodes one two and three are like locked in like they are my top three i love them 
then I've got like a, a real all the next tier all Ving for like number four. Yeah. I still haven't decided what my number four is, to be honest. Yeah. Keeps like flip flopping. Then I've got the middle chunk, and then there's like five episodes near the bottom. There's five which I'm like I don't dislike any episode in the series. Yeah. Bar maybe one or two. Uh but I've got five at the bottom which are like not quite up with the rest of the series for me yeah i yeah i kind of feel exactly the same as well um there are a couple that i really didn't enjoy and it was a bit mm. of a slog to get through them um and to be honest if if i wasn't re-watching them the way that we are i probably would just skip them skippers um, yeah yeah but watching them it did confirm how much i did or didn't like an episode so mm. um but yeah i totally and some agree. episodes there were some episodes which i thought Oh, that's okay. And then when I rewatched it, because it's normally maybe one I don't watch, I was like surprised over how much I loved certain episodes because yeah. maybe I haven't watched them as much. Yeah, there's there's a couple of episodes that um, are sort of mid-tier for me that I initially thought, oh, I don't really like that episode that much. But then when mm. I watched it, I was like, oh, actually, I, I like it more than I actually thought I did. Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, so the way we're watching it for this show is really like making me think about what I like and what I don't like about the episodes and how they sort of compete against each other. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's making me make lists of lists of lists as well. <laughs> so all the yeah. all the notes are basically a list of a list of a list. So us both being mad and passionate about lists is probably this this um podcast is probably not helping or exacerbating it a little bit <laughs> my my list my list making knows no bounds i since <laughs> uh maybe ooh, 2011 2012 i've had a notebook of lists that that ran out and then i go get a new notebook and fill it with lists and I love every that. time I, I watch a film it goes in my list and i sort of write what i thought of it so and i watch a lot of films so I watched like 300 films last year and every single one is written in my notebook and what I thought. Oh, I love of it. that. And we've, it was a rewatch or a first watch. Um, every book I read goes in there. And I can and I use it more than you think. I reference back like, what was the name of that book? And I sort of flip through and look for the author in my notes. And yeah, I have lists, list books. I love that. Would you consider yeah. yourself obsessive compulsive or anything like I that? I wouldn't. But no. Like, when I say something like that, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I mean. No, like, I wouldn't. Any sort of outsider looking in could be like that's a bit a bit too much. Um, but yeah. I actually totally agree, and I'm I'm exactly <laughs> the same. Um, and to be honest, um, if I have to pop to the shop to get something, my short term memory is so poor that I have to mm. make a list of what I need to get, otherwise I will forget it. And I have to like keep checking while I'm in the shop otherwise I'll forget what I need because I feel like there's mm. so much useless information in my head that any new information I have to really prioritize what what's staying in my head and what's our, not our brains are not made to take in as much information as they do no. in this world no I agree we have to write everything down otherwise we'll yeah. forget it all I quite enjoy making lists though so it's therapeutic it's it's a different kind of list, like that that film list and this sort of list. I don't know why it's satisfying. It's nice to complete something. Yeah. Every time I complete the list, I'm like, ooh, something's done. Um, and then other lists, it's just nice to tick stuff off. Yeah, definitely the satisfaction. But after the last after the last two episodes, which were sort of a break from the regular episodes, uh, we're back to our regularly scheduled programming of going through the series by series. And like I said, series two this time around 
and I think it's your turn to start, Emma. So yeah. I'm I'm so happy it's your turn to start because, like <laughs> I said, I haven't decided on my four. Okay. And what you say may influence my four. Okay. So, <laughs> so before I reveal my number four choice, I do yeah. want to sort of make a little note to say that my three and four have flip-flopped quite a lot. Right. So this is just purely on how I'm feeling now at the moment. But mm-hmm. two and three, uh, sorry, three and four have flip flopped quite a lot. But that that happened for me last time. Like my one and two flipped on the episode. So yeah, but um, my one and two are very firm ones and twos. But my three mm. and four flip flop. But this is how I'm feeling right now. Okay. And my f- number four episode. I'm actually nervous. <laughs> <laughs> my number four choice episode of season two is Simpson and Delilah. Wow, okay. <laughs> this is my number two. No way. So we've already got one yeah. that's on each other's list. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love this episode for so many reasons. And it's definitely one that I always go back to and rewatch quite a lot because yeah. for me, it's got so many good moments, so many good memories, so many good lines that I, I literally, yeah. I love this episode and I particularly love the character of Carl. Oh, me too. I've written down about Carl in here. He's one of the greatest like one episode characters. I have literally written in my notes that Carl, in my opinion, is on par with Hank Scorpio as being one of, if not the best one time characters, in my opinion. I love Carl so much. Yeah, I love him. But what I think I love about him partly is because he is the role of a secretary. And Mm -hmm. um, I know you are aware of this, Bob, but obviously listeners aren't. But um, my whole adult career, I've been a secretary slash PA. So um, his character, his characteristics, his personality is very how you have to be to be a really good PA slash secretary. Um, So I kind of resonate with him and I really relate to him because of his job. And I don't know if that's because... I don't know. But I just, I, Did you I used to give up him. your umbrella for oh, who you worked for? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is definitely something that I didn't do. But um, one of my favourite sort of like lines is... Um, Oh, one of my favorite moments of the episode is when um, Homer sort of is doing the interview process and um, he says to Marge, oh, um, every secretary that I'm interviewing for the job makes kissy faces at me. And then Carl comes in and goes, hello, I'm Carl. And then Marge is like, he sounds good. Hire him. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Oh, Marge, every woman I interview for the secretary job makes kissy faces at me. Hello, Mr. Simpson. I'm Carl. He sounds good. Hire him. Yeah. I love, like we say, I love Carl. Gush about Carl all the time. The look he does when he looks back in the rain and the rain's like rushing down his face. Literally makes my heart melt. Like, Yeah. I just love when he slaps Homer on the arse and says, go get him, Tiger, as well. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, (laughs) I want you to say to yourself, I deserve this. I love it. I am nature's greatest miracle. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I love, yeah, I love him. And, yeah, I just, I just love everything about this episode. It's definitely, will always be on my top four episodes of season two. And as I said, this one definitely flip-flops with my third choice. But, yeah, 
This reminds me a lot of... Um, so when I was a kid, I used to watch Simpsons with my dad quite a lot. And um, there's certain episodes that remind me of watching Simpsons with my dad. And this is one of them. Aww. Because, like, if my yeah. dad really liked the episode, it would make me remember. So um, I love that. So my dad... My dad always really liked this episode. He always laughed when Homer runs out screaming because he's got hair in the morning. And the Don't old man goes, get your hair cut, you hippie. <laughs> Good morning, Mr. and Mrs. Whitfield. Why don't you get a haircut, you hippie? Good morning, Moe's Tavern. Hi, it's the president. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And do you know, it's really funny because um, the line that Marge says when um, when sort of talking about hair loss and stuff, she says to Homer, some women find bald men like really attractive or like really revering or something like that, she says, which is so true because I've just, I've got like a thing for bald men. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> revealing alert. everything about yourself on this episode. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so that really makes me laugh because i'm like that's me i like bald men so uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it makes me laugh that i think this is partly one of the only episodes where homer sort of reveals how insecure he is about being bald yeah um and it's it's really sad because i know some men who have lost their hair really young um so i don't think people realize how hard it is for certain men to sort of go through that insecurity and things like that so it's it's quite nice to see but yeah i um bless him i i know you love patty and selma yep i love patty and selma and i really really love um so when homer has his hair he has this sort of like increased uh virility and libido <laughs> and him and marge are like always at it basically making kissy faces Exactly, and I love <laughs> Patty and Selma's like reaction. I've actually when he comes in and he's like grabbing Marge and they're kissing and stuff. I've I've actually written um, the line "Patty, stop drooling." Always that literally always makes me laugh <laughs> because what's really funny is the fact that sort of in later seasons, Patty is the one who is who is a lesbian. Yeah, so, yeah. There's, that's really funny actually because I've just finished watching series four on the rewatch and there, she says something in that she goes well there goes the last shred of my heterosexuality <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so that's the moment <laughs> but it's funny because um it's funny because I just don't I don't sort of connect Patty and Selma ever finding Homer attractive no it's really hard to think of because if you think about um I know there's a flashback in this season what's well, the first flashback to when Homer and Marge went to the prom Mm-hmm. And he has hair then, and they're like instantly disgusted with him before he even opens his mouth. So it's it's weird, like where that comes from. Um, I love uh, another one that me and my dad used to do because it made us laugh is um, when he goes in to get the demoxenil or whatever, and um, he's like he's sort of like he's crying when he leaves, like forget you, pal. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> and then he's like, so I said, forget you, pal. <laughs> forget you pal thanks for nothing <laughs> so I say 
Forget you, pal. Thanks for nothing. And I storm right out of there. <laughs> That's telling him, Homer. That really makes we, me laugh. We have all been there when there's been a oh, certain yeah. situation and you're like really upset and really downtrodden about a certain situation. But then when you're going and telling your friends or your family about it and you're like, you act like you're the big person and like mm-hmm. you really stood up for yourself and you've been really sassy, but actually you're just sitting there crying in the corner. Like, Oh yeah, definitely. I love that. But um, the whole, I mean, I don't know if it's because we're British and obviously we've got the healthcare system and stuff, but the whole charging Demoxinel to your health insurance, like, I just don't, I don't, I didn't really understand it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like health insurance, all that stuff always just went over my head yeah. as a kid. Like all the stuff that's a reference to America, the way America does things, yeah, um, flew flew over my head. But yeah, like I, as I understand, like health insurance and and dental plan and things like that <laughs> is a, a big deal in like perks for like com- working for different companies in America. Yeah, and obviously you can uh, fudge certain things as he does when he charges it to the to the. Uh, to the company in this to the company yeah and i have worked for a company that has a lot of like perks like that yeah um, my, my very job, briefly yeah the job that i had in london um we had complete um private healthcare and stuff i never thank yeah. god i never had to use it but i can assume that it's really similar to how that sort of healthcare yeah, is it's like, yeah that's that's exactly like that when i i worked for a bank uh briefly and when i worked for the bank they said uh, i had like booper healthcare there yeah i think ours was um, booper actually yeah which I, i'm not paying for that normally no of course not <laughs> i never used it i should have got a like a full checkup and everything before i left the bank <laughs> yeah but i was removed from the premises so i didn't have oh, much no way. <laughs> much uh, time to you just be in. like wait there before you drag me kicking and screaming let me just go and see the doctor quick <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that was a fun day. Oh, God. I've never been sacked or anything like that. <laughs> I didn't get sacked. I, I quit, but I was still removed because I oh, quit okay. in, a, in a way that was get this man out of here. <laughs> I love that. I accused them all of being uh, sexists and thieves and, and predators. And <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Reptilians. Yeah, basically, they they uh, yeah they took it kind of seriously and then oh, wow. I was escorted away. Oh, wow. Uh, Because they all were thieves and uh, sexual predators. But there we go. Exactly. (laughs) That's... Can't have to bleep that. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. But um, the boardroom scenes um, where they're Mm. sort of talking about, like, how can we make the common worker happy? And then they're all sitting there saying, like, putting things in the water cooler and things like that. That reminded me so much of when I worked in London as well. Like, Mm -hmm. the people who have obviously come from privilege that are on the executive board and things like that, that just have no clue what the working man truly wants. Um, It just always, ever since um, I've worked for those sorts of corporations, it just, they're all the same, really. So... Yeah, there's. I mean, I, this is an episode that I've seen so so many times. Um, I know we're banging on about this one quite a lot, but it is my number two as well. Um, but the image of him like wiping his hair in the carpet where it's like spilt, <laughs> I always remember that. And Lisa, um, Dad, you're taking this in a less than heroic fashion. No! <laughs> oh my God. Dad is taking this in a less than heroic fashion. <laughs> And when um, when Bart imagines himself um, with the beard, he's like, it's, oh, yeah. it's like real, daddy-o. 
Ugh. <laughs> hey, what's happening, hip cats? No way! It's gotta be a fake! It's like Williamsville, daddy <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And this is, again, this is like early in the series and you're, like we said, we're, everyone's acting themselves a bit more. So Bart's being naughty, Homer's, you know, being Homer. And um, and you get like a bit of re- like the real Lisa as well when, ever- when he's got all the money and he's buying everyone gifts. And he's like, what more do you want? And she says, an absence of mood swings and some stability in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Mars just like um, raining on the parade being like, are you saving any of this for a rainy day? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I love like, I love horny Marge. Yeah, I love horny Marge too. <laughs> I love that Marge is quite horny all yeah. the time. And whenever um, in this episode you get a lot of like horny Marge and Homer just having a lot of fun, which I, I, like, I think it's nice. Um, they have a good sex I've, life. I've got a, a sneaky suspicion that horny Marge is going to come up later on in this episode as well. All right, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Okay, yeah, uh, okay so, great. So, do you have anything more on Simpson and Delilah? No, I mean, I can talk about this till the cows come home, but yeah. no, I'm, it's clear that I love this episode. So, and it's your number two as well. So, I, mm. I feel like we've given it a good, a good explanation. Give it a good yeah. Yeah. Oof, right. Okay. So, I'm really just going to have to make a shout now because my four and five are just like, I've literally just got an arrow between them, like with a question mark. Go with, I'm go with go your gut, for, Bob. Yeah. Let me just have a quick look at my notes for each one and see. Normally, I'm just like, which one did I write more notes for? That must be the one. <laughs> They're like the same. I'll tell you what, let's just go for it. I'm going to go number four. Uh, Bob, you said you were just going to go for it. And you're yeah, like, I know. And then I, leaving... just, I literally opened my mouth to say it. And then I was like, what are you doing, you fool? <laughs> leaving me hanging. While, while you're doing that, I just want to say, I've just come here to see the girls in the typing pool. Love it when Carl says that as well. <laughs> Any line that Carl says, right? Yeah, he's brilliant. He's got such a sexy voice as well. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna go for number four. Blood feud. No way. This mm-hmm. is really low down in my list. Really. Really. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Interesting. I mean, I like it, and there's a lot, a lot, a lot of amazing lines in this which i quote quite a lot that's what it got it for me yeah. there's no plot really yeah it's just the lines um i do like this episode i'm not gonna lie but i feel like for me there's so many more episodes that i prefer and i feel like that's why yeah. it's, it's not as high in my list um but yeah it's in the sort of second half i'm so surprised this was so high up for me oh really is this one to that's honest, really surprised you yeah, I wouldn't, if you'd asked me from the outset, I'd be like, oh, it's probably somewhere in the middle. But I don't know. I, I was just, I found so much of this really, really funny. And just the lines were enough to like, just it just crept higher and higher <laughs> every time I thought about it. Like, you get a lot of like silly, angry Homer in this. Yeah. Which like, um, well, obviously when they, Bart gives his blood to Mr. Burns. Yeah. And then he just gets, he sends him a thank you card. And then Homer's getting angry that he didn't give him anything. And he says, not even a lousy card. Oh, wait, that was a card. That's what got me so mad in the first place. Like, It really makes me laugh how angry he gets. Yeah, I love this episode purely for the lines. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like this is a sort of... I mean, there are a couple at the beginning of the season, but I feel like this is one where it sort of shows 
burns in the best way, if that makes sense. Cause, right, yeah. Because um, obviously there's one right at the beginning, uh, the two eyes on every fish one, you know, where he runs mm-hmm. for governor. But I still don't feel like the characters fleshed out as much, whereas obviously that towards... That one is really low on my list. Oh, yeah, same. I, actually, I find it so boring. I actually think that one might be... No, that's the second to last on my list. It's such a renowned episode, but I'm like, it's so dull. Uh, it's yeah. really like a slog to get through. Yeah, I really didn't enjoy that episode. But um, but this also has the um, Homer doing the, hello, my name is Mr. Burns. <laughs> hello, my name is Mr. Burns. I believe you have a letter for me. Okay, Mr. Burns. Uh, what's your first name? I don't know. Great plan, Bart. That <laughs> that makes me laugh so much, just that, that I'm like, oh, that's already like jumped up high yeah. just for that. No, I mean, as soon as you said it, I knew that the reason behind it was because of... <laughs> it's the lines. Yeah, just, just, the, just the one-line jokes that don't really have much context either. Because the plot is, is nothing. It's Burns needs blood, Bart has the blood, Bart gives him the blood, yeah. Homer gets mad, he doesn't. Uh, give him a more of a reward. Writes an angry letter. Most of the episode is him writing a letter. Yeah, but I feel and like that is the best Burns part of the episode. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's the best part. Me and my big letter writing pen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, in case you can't tell, I'm being sarcastic. Like all <laughs> these deliveries are just so good. He he's brilliant. Yeah, this is like I normally because I have little. This is me being obsessive again when i write down my favorite lines for each of these episodes i have like a set of colored pens and i put a line next to each one of who i have different colors for different characters oh no way so who said it so i can just see all the dark blue which is my homer color <laughs> on this episode it's like blue all the way down because it's just it's just such homer's, a homer spotlight i feel like it's really um has a lot to do with hank Azaria's delivery of it as well um, Dan Castellano. Sorry, Castellano. Sorry, it's because I was thinking. That's so weird. I listened to another podcast today, and they made the same. Oh, do you know what? Mistake. It's because it's because I was thinking about his other characters, so it was like, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Thanks for correcting me, co-host. That's right. Yeah. So it's it's his delivery, the way he mm. delivers the lines. Like I feel like if someone was to just say that. In conversation, yeah. it, you wouldn't even laugh, but it's just the way that he delivers it. This is just, for me, this is like, oh, he's perfected like the Homer voice now. Yeah, definitely. It wasn't quite there. It was like a little bit thick sounding in number one. I don't know what I mean, like thick in the throat. It was like deeper, wasn't it? Yeah. As well, a lot this, deeper. It, it's a little bit sillier. It's like just right. Yeah. Because yeah. it gets, it gets angry. He gets silly. Um, and I said last time I love that when they when um, Smithers has to put the hit out on Homer <laughs> for the guy who saved Mister Burns's <laughs> life. Yeah, you know Homer Simpson. Yeah, nice guy. Play poker with him once in a while. Uh-huh. We um, need him beaten up. You got it. Wait, what is it? Um, uh, nothing. Wait, what? Beat, but. Don't kick. Hold the kicks. Got it. Wait. What? Uh, um, um. Hey, what did homie do anyway? <laughs> he saved Mr. Burns' life. <laughs> it's so good. Like, I, yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, this is the first time as well they just shrug off the whole episode, which they do too much in later series. Yeah. But at the time, this was so novel when, when they're all looking for the moral. 
And Homer's just like, it's just a bunch of stuff that happened. Save a guy's life and what do you get? Nothing. Worse than nothing. Just a big, scary rock. Hey, man, don't badmouth the head. Homer, it's a thought that counts. The moral of this story is a good deed is its own reward. Hey, we got a reward. The head is cool. Well, then... I guess the moral is no good deed goes unrewarded. Wait a minute. If I hadn't written that nasty letter, we wouldn't have gotten anything. Well, hmm. Then I guess the moral is the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Perhaps there is no moral to this story. Exactly. It's just a bunch of stuff that happened. But it certainly was a memorable few days. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kind of just sort of, oh. I kind of don't know how to wrap this up. How can we wrap this up quick enough in the couple of minutes that we've got left kind yeah. of situation? Um, and it's the last episode of the series as well. So it ends the whole series on just this big shrug. Yeah, which I always find sometimes, like I, I think we said this about the last season, that there was um, about um, when Sideshow Bob framed Krusty, like Krusty mm. gets busted. That should have been the series finale, but then it wasn't yeah. some enchanted evening, wasn't. I know that was on my list, but I feel like uh, Krusty Gets Busted was a stronger episode to end on. And I feel like mm. it's the same sort of situation with this as well. Like there are other things that were stronger that they could have ended this season oh, on. Oh yeah, definitely. Part of me is like, oh, there was definitely a stronger episode. They could, And this is me saying this is my number four. And I'm like, yeah, it's not actually that strong. I just love all the stupid lines. Yeah. There is like better plotted episodes they could have put as the finale. But also, I love the ballsiness of ending the whole series on a shrug. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> I I think that's how much faith they had in in it from the beginning that yeah. they that they were big enough to be able to just shrug off kind of situation. But um, I feel like this is so far down in my list because the storyline is so weak. Mm, but mm. I totally understand where you're coming from regarding the lines, like brilliant lines, brilliant delivery. Dan just absolutely smashes the letter situation. So And good Burns as well, like you said, good Mr. Burns in this one. Yeah, I, he has his book in this one. Will there ever be a rainbow? rainbow? <laughs> Which is called back in so many other episodes later yeah, on as exactly. well. So the con <laughs> that's what I mean. I feel like that's what why I love season two, because there are a lot of things that are established in this season, which are then the continuity then runs yeah. through. Well, talking of continuity, they get um Extopolotta kettle yeah. at the end of this, the big head, <laughs> the which is in like head. every shot of the basement. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, with that as well, that would be worth a lot of money. So he's he's yeah. moaning that it's such a crap gift. But if you didn't like it, sell it. You'd probably get a lot of money for it. It's the days before eBay, though, isn't it? Yeah, let's. Yeah, Where are you going to sell that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But um, I love it. So there we go. That blood feud. That I, I thought that one would surprise you. That's yeah. part of the reason I was like, let's chuck this in. She won't be expecting it because I was surprised at how far up it was on my list. That is actually quite a big curveball. Definitely, I was I wasn't expecting that. I'll wait and see if it's on your list, and if it isn't, I'll let you know what my number five was as well when we get to the end. Okay, cool. Okay, so my number three is right. I'm. I feel like I'm really gonna fudge up the name of this episode but i'm gonna go for it anyway which makes me feel like this is gonna be my number one that you're about to say <laughs> okay one fish two fish blue fish blowfish is that right wrong way blowfish bluefish <laughs> yeah. one fish two fish blowfish bluefish yeah this there yeah, this is my favorite of series one this is 
a brilliant episode. Um, I love this episode. And this is another episode that there's a lot of really good deliveries and a lot of good one-liners and a lot of good quips. This this kind of has everything. It has all the good one-liners, but it has like a good fun plot as well. It's got a really, really good storyline. Um, but mm. I also like the emotion and mm. the sad sadness of certain scenes. And yeah, it's it's it will have you laughing and crying in a space of like two minutes. Oh, it flips back and forth so quickly, yeah. but so it works. Like it, you don't, it so never, well you never lose it. Yeah, and you laugh, and then you're sad, and then but it doesn't. They don't get in the way of each other. Yeah, and um, this is um another horny Marge. Yeah, of course. <laughs> because one thing that really stood out to me, and I've never really noticed it before, but because I was really sort of paying attention when I was watching it, because I knew that it was on my list, so I was being really conscious to pick up every little detail. Is in the scene where um just before he, in quotation marks, dies, um, mm. they sort of go to bed and be intimate with Marge. And she's literally, yeah. like, they've literally drawn her in bed naked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's some horny pictures. And it's Talk like, about horny Marge, horny animators in this exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs> and they, it's like, the shape of her body and stuff is really well detailed. So you could tell yeah, that they Yeah, she's took, never looked more alluring. Yeah, so they've, uh, so they've really taken the time to... Uh, draw her curves and stuff but um yeah on first glance you probably wouldn't notice that but um yeah they they love tawny marge in this you know like naked marge they loved it yeah so this is one that i knew would be on my list as well um i always think of this episode i reference this episode all the time it's one that i again it's one of them ones i think of this one i used to watch with my dad quite a lot so when I was rewatching, I was like, I don't just want to think of this as being instantly my favourite for nostalgia reasons. And I yep. watched it again and I was like, this is definitely my favourite. Yeah. I mean, I must admit, so when I've watched this episode now as an adult in like the 2020s, I have a completely different viewpoint than I did when I watched it when I was a kid because I feel like growing up in the 90s, I didn't really know much mm. about sushi or japanese culture or anything like that um but now sushi and um the culture is very intertwined with like our mm-hmm. multicultural society so i feel you can like get sushi in like tesco's now it's like literally nothing exotic in the slightest exactly so i used to walk around london when i used to work there and there was literally you could buy sushi on every corner yeah whereas yeah. when i was a kid i didn't I knew what sushi was, probably from The Simpsons, I'm not going to lie. But um, I'd never been to a Japanese restaurant or right. anything like that. So um, I definitely look at it differently now to when I did when I was a kid. I, it was just completely unknown for me. And I probably thought that sushi was a lot more dangerous than I actually thought it was, if that makes yeah. sense, because of the whole like, ooh, fan fugu tastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was literally just about to say that. Like, I love it. (laughs) And, like, my favourite scene of this episode, well, one of my favourite scenes of this episode is when um, they're at the karaoke bar and he goes, Hi, my name's Richie Sakai and uh, I want to dedicate (laughs) this to my wife, Patty. And then he starts, like, doing Cher's um, Cher's song, like, oh, it's it's incredible. But um, I was born in a wagon (laughs) of a traveling show. (laughs) Hi. My name is Richie Sakai. I'm an anesthesiologist, and I'd like to dedicate this next song to my wife, Patty. 
I was born in the wagon of a traveling show Mama used to dance for the money they throw Papa would do whatever he could So good <laughs> Yeah, I, I literally love it um, <laughs> But I love that And then um, Bart and Lisa do Shaft You're Yeah, the Bart right. and Lisa shaft I love <laughs> Who's the black pride of dip? It's a sex machine to all the chips Shaft you're damn right. Who's the cat that won't pop out when there's danger all about? Shaft. Right on. They say this cat Shaft's a bad mother. Shut your mouth. But I'm talking about Shaft. Then I can dig it. He's a complicated man, but no one understands him but his woman. John Shaft. See, I didn't really know what that whole thing was. And then I think one day, like, a couple of years ago, I Googled it and I was like, oh, it makes so much more sense now. Who's the sex machine to all oh, the girls? Chef! <laughs> You're damn right. <laughs> but yeah, I love karaoke. I wish there was more karaoke, like Japanese karaoke bars around here. Like I would, I'm, I'd go to karaoke all the time if I could. So one of my big regrets is I've been to Japan. Uh, I spent about a month, maybe five weeks in Japan. And no, yeah, about a month in Japan. And I didn't go to a karaoke bar. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah and i spent a lot of that in tokyo and um but when i was there like a lot of the karaoke bars in japan are not what we think they're they're like private booths oh okay like you rent a booth out to go in and sing maybe oh, to yourself okay. just like you have a private booth yeah so all the ones that we saw were like that i mean i do intend to go back to japan at some point and when i do i'll find a proper karaoke bar as i imagine it i'm yeah. sure they're there but when I was there before, I could only find the private booth places. Yeah. And I don't just want to go in and sing to myself. No, of course I want to go not. in and sing to some Japanese people. Yeah. I want to serenade them. That would be incredible. And am I right in thinking, or is this just a complete stereotype, but was karaoke sort of created in Japan? Or... Oh, I don't know. You're not sure. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because I know that Japanese people it's, are It's really like, popular though. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Like, I know that people in Japan are really... Um, really into karaoke but i didn't know if that mm. was because it was originally from japan or if it was yeah, just something that they've adopted so listeners if if you know the answer to that then feel free to drop us a <laughs> a message and just clarify that for us because i'd love to know <laughs> yeah do you have a karaoke song i've only done karaoke once to be honest and i was incredibly drunk and it was and i like took over someone else's karaoke oh, okay. were, so um, I've I don't know I, I I don't know what my karaoke song would be. <laughs> See, when I was a you kid, you asked that in a way in which you you're a karaoke pro. Well, well, it's it's I wouldn't say I was a pro, but when I was a kid, um, we used to go on holiday all the time to like Butlins and Pontins and stuff like that. When I was a kid, we, mm-hmm. like, we didn't go abroad until I was a teenager, um, and those sorts of Butlins places always do sort of like entertainment and things like that, and they always, always, always used to do like a karaoke night. And even as a ten year old, I would I was so confident as a kid I would literally just go into this whole massive stage full of like hundreds of people and literally just belt out karaoke at like ten. So I've oh. loved it forever. Um and it's really funny because I always used to sing um Gloria Gaynor, I Will Survive. Right. And I mean I can't sing <laughs> and I'm not an entertainer or I have no talent whatsoever, but I was so confident as a 10-year-old belting out the lyrics about like losing her husband and stuff. Like my mum was like, what is this kid and what is she doing? Like 
But as an adult... I love the idea of karaoke. Yeah, as an adult, like, I haven't had many opportunities to, but I would 100% happily go to a karaoke bar and just sing in front of a room full of people. I absolutely have no talent, but I'd love it. I like to think I would. See, I I used to be in a band, and I'm used to being on stage and having to sing in front of people. Um, But even when I was in a band, I was like the front man. When I got on stage, I have to act all like, yeah, I don't care. But before I got on stage, I'd have like nosebleeds. I was no so way. nervous. Yeah, oh, bless yeah. you. <laughs> I know. It's tragic, isn't it? But then, the, yeah, so the idea of doing karaoke sounds really fun to me, but I feel like in the actual situation, I wouldn't do it. And do you know, the I funny thing is, um, there's a line that um, Bart sings in the Shaft song where he goes, he's a complicated man, but no one understands him but his woman. I always sing that to yeah. Ben. <laughs> He just looks at me like, what the hell? But I always sing it to him. Uh. So, um, like I said, there's so many. Moving on from karaoke, because <laughs> like, we've been doing the karaoke pod for the last 10 minutes. Um, yeah, I love the whole... So the whole middle section of this episode is Homer working through his list of things to do before he dies. His bucket list. Yeah, and like the... Shaving with Bart scene Aww. is just in my head forever. And then the little spot under your nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Teach you little squares, put them here, here, any place you're bleeding. <laughs> now, come on, you're going to learn how to shave. And finally, the little spot under your nose. Next, we take some toilet paper, tear off some teensy little squares, and stick one there and there. And any place you're bleeding, there and there. Don't worry, the blood will hold it right on your face. And now, some aftershave. And that's how we shave. That makes me laugh. Anytime, when I was a kid or teenager and I started shaving, I haven't shaved since I was about 18. I have a big beard. But when I used to have to shave, when I worked in a supermarket as a teenager... I, every time I shaved and I cut myself, I would think of that exactly. Anytime <laughs> I've had to cut a little square and put it on my face, I thought, I think of Homer. Oh, do you know what? The other scene that I love in this is when Lisa and like, Homer sort of goes to Lisa and starts talking and um, she starts playing her sax and then he sings, Oh, when the saints go over yeah. there. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I want to be in the rumba. <laughs> All over there. <laughs> Yeah, that's more like it. Oh, I want to be in that rumba and the saints go over there. Oh, over there. And then you have the whole section of him, like, bonding with his dad again. I mean, why do he just ruins his list when he's, like, chasing after, I love you, son. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, but like you say, it's a really good mix of, like, all this stuff is really funny, but also really sad. Like, that shaving yeah. scene is really funny. But also, he's, like, he's trying to pass on some knowledge to his son because he yeah. thinks he's going to die. And the stuff with his dad is funny, but like he wants to reconnect with his dad before he dies. Like it's yeah. it's the perfect mix of like sadness and and happiness. Do you know what and funniness? I feel like Marge annoys me a little bit in this episode because when he um, 
when they're asleep and he wakes up, like it's a, like eleven oh, o'clock yeah. because she turns his alarm off. If <laughs> if if that was my last day on earth, and don't get me wrong, I love a lay in, but it's a situation like I'd be pissed off. I would be fuming. And then yeah. what also annoys me is if if it was my husband's last day on earth. Like, he's been out doing all of this stuff and not spending any time with her or the children. She it's should have like, woke up earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, are you not spending your last day or at least part of your last day with me? Do you also have the grey um, Smithers sitting on the bench clucking the women's ankles oh, with, in this? Yeah. <laughs> when he's Ring like, a ding ding, oh, sir. <laughs> Check out that luscious redhead. <laughs> <laughs> that's it baby work those ankles <laughs> oh, i feel like people are only gonna listen to this pod just to hear me and you mm. quote these things oh yeah like i've already edited the earlier episodes and like listeners i haven't actually put any of these episodes out yet we're getting a backlog and every time we do a quote i'm like gotta put the actual quote in here there's like <laughs> it's clips galore <laughs> i love that though it's just because obviously yeah. we're, we're not doing these deliveries any justice so you definitely oh no terrible <laughs> terrible um, i love that and, and this is one i've just got there's so many great lines in it you know like, because we love your father and we enjoy his company why are we really waiting for that and you know the bit i also love is when homer gets put in prison and he he goes to the bloke in his cell what are you here for and he goes atmosphere <laughs> Yeah, I've written that down. This is like the first time I even clocked that gag. Oh, it's oh, I just I know. So it's so good. <laughs> yeah, no. and then when he says goodbye to everyone, I, I mentioned it last episode, but it really makes me laugh with the like, you know, goodbye Lisa, like all this stuff. You know, I know you make me proud. Goodbye Maggie, stay sweet as you are. Goodbye Bart, I like your sheets. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye Maggie. Stay as sweet as you are. Goodbye, Lisa. I know you'll make me proud. Goodbye, Bart. I like your sheets. Which is really funny. That's like it's just like the Marge, like, oh and Bart, well, we love Bart <laughs> in the very first episode. Yeah, I love that. But yeah, so this is my yeah. number three. Um, but and you've got two great voices in it as well. You've got Larry King doing the good book on tape. Yeah. And you've also got uh, George Decay doing Akira yeah. at the sushi restaurant. Yeah, I've got that written down as well because um, I didn't know it was um, George for a long, long time. And then I read it or heard it somewhere. And then I was like, oh my God, yeah. no way. And then I sort of read into it a little bit more. And he's actually done the voice repeated amount of times. Like yeah, sometimes yeah. he does akira's voice and sometimes he doesn't um but he has done it on several occasions which i think is really really cool yeah definitely one of the things i didn't know when i was younger that no. it was him when i first found out it was him i was like oh like no shit and um yeah it's, it's this back when the simpsons would cast sort of known people in these like smaller roles as like little easter eggs and no one would which know. i always found really fun yeah yeah, yeah i love that as well like i was um I was going through um, a bit of a Simpsons uh, rabbit hole the other day on um, on the internet and I've come across a list of people and I know that you and I have spoken about potentially doing like a cameo-like sort of list mm -hmm. and I came across the list of people who you didn't realise were Simpsons characters, if that makes sense, because they don't play right, themselves. Yeah. And there were so many people on there that I didn't actually realise because they're not playing themselves yeah, um, I said about it on the episode that would have 
add last week, but the one I previously recorded, the guys, uh, The Secret War of Lisa Simpson, I didn't realize that was Willem Dafoe for like years. Yeah. Playing the the, the captain there, whatever. Yeah, and I know that you've spoken about um, the episode where they go to Flanders' beach house and... um, Mm -hmm. Uh, Christina Ricci is plays yeah. the girl. Like I love Christina Ricci, so like I didn't realize it when I was a kid, but as an adult, I'm like, where do I know that voice from? And it, that's happened to me so many times as an that's adult. That's an episode I love, and yeah. I only knew that maybe like last year. Yeah, there's so many episodes so. that I rewatch as a as an adult that I've clocked on who certain voices are. So yeah, yeah, like a bar, uh, Bart's girlfriend is like Meryl Streep. Is that yeah. Bart's girlfriend? Yeah, yeah there's um, loads of ones like that. Reverend Lovejoy's daughter, Jessica, is like Meryl Streep. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, crazy. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, like I said, this is my number one. Okay. So, like, like I said, this series, for me, is like, this is like my favourite Homer episodes in this series because my top four, we've already, we already know what my one, two, and four are. <laughs> and it is One Fish, Two Fish, Simpson and Delina, and Blood Feud, which have all just like amazing Homer lines throughout them. Yeah, Dan. So like, Dan really four, sort of three of my four top four is is Homer. Yeah, Dan really comes out of his shell, if you like, and he really knows the character. The character. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all about his delivery as well. So I'm looking at the list of episodes now, and I'm like, oh, I know what your number one and two are. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty <laughs> obvious, probably. <laughs> but um, let's let's do my number three then. Okay. And this is probably you could probably guess this as well. Lisa's Substitute. Yeah, this is my number two. Oh, this is your number two? Yeah. Okay, I didn't guess your number one and two right then, so oh, okay. this is interesting. Yeah, this is my number oh, wow. two. Um, okay. But I feel like my one more will be a massive curveball to you, so that's that'll be interesting. But this is, yeah, this is my number two. I love this episode so much, and I re-watched it in order, but then I actually watched this again last night, because right. I wanted to check all my notes to make sure that I'd picked up every little thing that I loved. Similar to Moaning Lisa from last series, this is the one of this series which is like way more serious and heartfelt. And again, they give it to Lisa. So it's like in these early series, they're trying out the more serious episodes on Lisa yeah. before giving her like other things to do, but and it works. This is um, another celebrity cameo by Dustin Hoffman that I didn't realise yeah. until like a few years ago um Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you know this but in i can't remember what season it's in but uh the itchy and scratchy film um she oh i just watched that episode lisa literally jokes about and says you wouldn't believe the celebrities that do cameos dustin hoffman michael jackson and it's because they've done celebrity cameos in the simpsons but people don't necessarily remember they didn't it's they're not credited yeah uncredited yeah yeah, so she said uh in the in that episode, she says, oh, of course they didn't use their real names, but you could tell it was them. You could tell it was them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because he's credited as Sam Etik. As oh, no way. This. I didn't pick up yeah. on that. I just... So what it is, is um, he's commented on his uh, Semitic good looks. Oh, yeah. And he's like... <gasps> <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I've actually written his, that down. His fake name in the credits is Sam Etik. Oh, that's really clever. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. So he's he's credited in this as Sametic. I don't know why he's he didn't yeah. use his real name. I don't know if it was considered like too lowbrow for someone to do The Simpsons at that time because it wasn't maybe credible. 
Maybe. He's like a big, big name actor. Probably the biggest name actor they've had in it at this point. Yeah. Maybe he was like, or maybe his manager or whatever was just like, oh, I don't know, like his agent. Because you know, a, maybe it's a fake name. I've heard a lot of um, commentaries and a lot of the celebrities that have done cameos and done guest appearances have only done them because their children or grandchildren yeah, are massive Simpsons sure. fans. So they kind of do it for their kids. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's why he did it. Yeah, and then, maybe. And he didn't know the credibility of the show. So it was just like, oh, I'll just use a different name. But I love Mr. Bergstrom as a character. Yeah, great. Like we said about Carl, one of the greatest one episode characters. One of the greatest. Yeah, definitely. And like, there's so many things about him that I've written down, like about him and his character. Like he, um, he like makes learning fun and he's the kind of teacher that you should have, like Mm. teaching certain things. Like I absolutely love history, but I just feel like history as it's taught in schools is really really poor and my like no like no disrespects to teachers like I love I loved school and I loved history in school but it's just like the certain things that are on the the curriculum that you learn about aren't always the more interesting side of history and they don't show like any passion for them as they're teaching them so it doesn't rub off any passion from you yeah no um I actually didn't pick history as a subject at school but my love for history mm-hmm. has come after school. But um, he talks about like um, like the Indians and like the cowboys mm-hmm. and the Western stuff. And he makes learning those facts like really fun. And I feel like that's what teachers should be. And I feel like that's why he engaged Lisa so much at the beginning because it's like he's actually knows how clever she is and respects yeah. her and like wants to teach and is really passionate about it. And that's like sparked her interest instantly. So this is like the opposite of blood feud where that was like all gags, no plot. This is like all plot. Yeah. Not many gags. Yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> there is a line that I absolutely love, which I like laughed about it for ages last night was the more okay. asbestos, more asbestos, more asbestos. <laughs> Like the whole um, Bart side story annoys me a little bit, but I get that yeah. you need Bart in this episode somewhere because he Bart is... Bart in this episode, talking of annoying, if I, I was like, this is me. This is me at his age. Yeah. Like class clown acting like an absolute well, dick. The funny thing is I actually relate to the whole um, student president thing because it reminds me a lot of when I went for head girl at school. So right. like the girl who who actually became head girl wasn't like no disrespects to her, but she wasn't the best person for the job. And I feel like she was only picked to do it because they thought that I was too, I'd probably like make too many jokes or like make the school prom like too fun kind of thing. And she was very (laughs) straight laced and, you know, um, but it, it reminded me a lot of that because the voting side of stuff was very um, like the teachers voted for her, but the students oh, kind of okay. voted for me a teachers little bit. Teachers had no say in my school. Yeah, so um, not that I'm not that I'm bitter or anything like that, but <laughs> no, the the bar running for head boy thing or whatever. This, this was exactly me at school. I ran for head boy. I made stupid posters um, like his ones. Um, I promised everyone free hammocks if they voted for me and wrote that they wouldn't actually get them in, in fine print and things like that, like yeah. stupid shit. Ended up winning. No way. Um, <laughs> so I was I was head boy at my school. But um, 
Talk but about rubbing just salt like, in my wounds, Bob. Yeah, I do. I wanted to wait till you're done <laughs> so I could really rub it in there. But um, so I really, I am Bart in this episode. Yeah. Like, oh, an annoying dick who ran for class president, but I actually did win. Yeah. And it was just on like stupid, like popularity contest shit. And to be fair, I did good. Like I got, you know, yeah. well, I, <laughs> you, like, you did what you needed to do. I was about to yeah. tell you all the great stuff I did for Carso School in Wing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But yeah, no. Yeah. So this whole like Bart side story, B-plot, for me is just a way for them to bring Bart into the episode because he is the yeah. selling factor of the show I forget at that this that's point. in this episode as well. Until yeah. I watch this episode. I always watch this episode for Mr. Bergstrom and the Lisa stuff. Yeah. And then when it goes into the Bart stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, it's that episode yeah. as well. Like I forget that that's part of the same episode. There is a line in this that I absolutely love that I had to write it down. It's not funny at all in the slightest, but it made so much sense. Um, Mr. Bergstrom, when he's on the platform and he's saying goodbye to Lisa and mm. she's like, but I need you too. And he turns around to her and says, that's the problem with being middle class. Anybody who really cares will abandon you for those who need it more. Yeah. I love the, the writing in this is it's really good. brilliant. And like, I feel like, beforehand i always sort of paid attention to the whole um when he hands her the note and looks at the note and that sort of side of things yeah but i never really picked up what he was actually saying to her and um mm-hmm. it's so it really like got to me and i was like oh like oh i'm not yeah. i'm not crying you are hey mr bergstrom hey lisa hey lisa indeed what what is it oh i mean we're just gonna leave just like that? Oh, I'm sorry, Lisa. It, you know, it's the life of, of the substitute teacher. He's a fraud. Today he might be wearing gym shorts. Tomorrow he's speaking French or, or, or pretending to know how to run a bandsaw or God knows what. You can't go. You're the best teacher I'll ever have. Oh, that's not true. Other teachers will come along. Oh, please. No, I can't lie to you. I am the best. But, you know, they need me over in the projects of Capital City. But... I need you too. That's a problem with being middle class. Anybody who really cares will abandon you for those who need it more. I... I understand. Mr. Bergstrom, I'm gonna miss you. I'll tell you what. Whenever you feel like you're alone and there's nobody you can rely on, this is all you need to know. Thank you, Mr. And then, and then, obviously, talking of emotional, like you have this very amazingly heartfelt ending with her and Homer as well. And Lisa yeah. and Homer stuff always gets to me. And like when he's like, you know, when going around the room like being a monkey, going, ooh, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, her reaction to that, like Yardley Smith, like she does, she does some really good takes in some of these episodes, and her reaction, and she's like. When she just goes like, oh, like it's like um, the delivery, yeah. It's so she gets so much across in like a noise of like she feels bad, she does love her dad. Oh, he's making her laugh. Like it's just like such regret and remorse in her little like oh. Yeah. Oh, it isn't going well at all. Look, if you just want me to forgive no, you. No, no, I just wish I knew what to say. Although maybe this music will help. No. You lost someone special and it hurts. I'm lucky because I never lost anyone special to me. Everyone special to me is under this roof. 
It's true. Now, you'll have lots of special people in your life, Lisa. There's probably some place where they all get together and the food is real good and guys like me are serving drinks. <sighs> oh, well, maybe I can't explain all this, but I can fix your dollhouse for you. At least I'm good at monkey work. You know, monkey. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can hold these nails in place with my tail. <laughs> <laughs> you're so silly. Give me a banana. <laughs> I don't have any bananas. Come on, you're, you're holding out on me. <laughs> I'm sorry I called you a baboon, Dad. Think nothing of it. But it's really sweet. But when she does run away from dinner and calls him baboon and stuff, like... Baboon, baboon, you know, baboon. Yeah, Bar Bar says, one of us was going to say it one day. I just can't believe it was her, (laughs) (laughs) which does make me laugh. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I always wondered, um, so when Mr. Bergstrom gives her the note and then Mm -hmm. you can see the train like going off in the distance, I always wonder like what he, I know I'm really thinking too much into this, but like (laughs) how would you, what would he be thinking? Because at the end of the day, she's an eight-year-old girl. He knows that yeah. she's like got this crush on her. Like, it's so, it's so bizarre. Like, oh, I don't know. I think it's. I think he would know that it's harmless. Like, she's probably. Yeah. He's a substitute teacher. She's probably not the only student that he's like flown into the life of and connected with. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we. I had a substitute teacher once that really reminds me of Mr. Bergstrom. He came in playing guitar. No way. And he used to sing like Buddy Holly songs on his guitar while we were working and stuff. I love that. We never had any cool teachers like that. We had him for like two days. Yeah. <laughs> when he left. I mean, all yeah. the substitute teachers I had just... I, I don't really know much about how the whole substitute teacher thing works, <laughs> but like... They just didn't care. They were just there to no. fill a hole. They they came in and said, do you know what you're supposed to be doing? You'd all go, yeah. And, and then they'd just, just sit at the there. desk and you'd all yeah. go fucking insane. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Smash the room up and they'd shrug. I never had a crush on any of the teachers at my school. Never. No. There was one teacher that all the guys fancied. That there's always the one the woman one. teacher. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I went to an all-girls school and there right. was... Um, uh, shocking a PE teacher that all the girls fancied but he wasn't my right. he wasn't my cup of tea so I never actually fancied him and I just didn't get uh. where everyone was coming from but when I was in sixth form was he not bald no he wasn't bald he was he was he was he was such a pretty boy and he just wasn't my <laughs> cup of tea but um it was really funny because when I was in sixth form there was um like a like an IT technician that I had a bit of a crush on and used to like follow around and stuff like that. And he was just like a geeky, typical (laughs) IT technician. Everyone was like, I really don't get what you see in him. But I just, he was only a couple of years older than me because where I was in sixth form, he had just graduated from uni. So there wasn't that much of an age gap, but it was just a case of like just following him around and looking at him. But I'd never, (laughs) ever spoke to him or anything like that. But that's the closest that I got to fancying a teacher. And he wasn't even a teacher. No, I, I didn't. I didn't ever have a proper crush on a teacher. Didn't didn't have enough Mister Bergstroms <laughs> in my life. I feel like our uh, our school years were wasted. Yeah, there's a lot of school talk on this episode. Yeah, like, there is. Uh, so yeah, I'm Bart for one episode. I'm usually Lisa, but for this one, I'm Bart.
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, yeah, so that's my number two. And that was my number three. So where are we? We know my number two, it's Simpson and Delilah. Yeah. And we know my number one, it's One Fish, Two Fish. And I think I know what your number one is, so... It's probably, probably going to be so obvious. Um, I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> so my favourite episode, my number one, is Principal Charming. Yes, and this is really high up for me. This is number yeah. six on my list. It is really good. As I've mentioned multiple times in multiple episodes, uh, Patty and Selma are like right up there for my favourite characters, but also Skinner is as well. Yeah. And even though I feel like this episode isn't strong in the sort of storyline department and it is a bit random and there's a lot of things about it that aren't necessarily canon um i just think because i love the characters so much i love when they like get together if that makes sense and it's so random and i feel like it really sort of puts detail to both patty and selma and skinner um Mm. so that is the reason I just have such a soft spot for for the two characters, and it's just yeah, I just love. This is one that until you had said to me about how much you love this episode, I had sort of thought, oh, it's it's all right, yeah. And then when I rewatched it this time round, because you had like gushed about it to me previously, <laughs> it like jumped so high up in my estimation because I saw everything great in it yeah i mean i'm a sucker for love episodes and when characters date or when characters mm, ones that are like soap operas yeah uh, which is really <laughs> weird because i hate soaps so i don't that was gonna <laughs> but, be my next question yeah no i'm not a soap kind of gal at all um but they just started series two of eastenders yeah i haven't seen <laughs> eastenders since i was probably about 13 and my mum no. my mum watches it and she tells me all about this stuff and i'm like i don't know what you're going on about mum I always think about what would an American think to all of our soaps, because to anyone in the UK yeah. listening, they know like Coronation Street. I think 
I think Coronation Street is filmed like literally five minutes from my house. No There's way. a big studio. <laughs> I think I, I, I always get it mixed up with Emmerdale. One, if a Coronation Street or Emmerdale is filmed like five minutes from my house, there's a big studio on the road. That's crazy. <laughs> I saw one of the actors in Morrison's the other day walking around. <laughs> yeah, and EastEnders and, well, when I was a kid, it was Brookside. Brookside. I wonder what Americans would think to these. Yeah. Because they're so trashy. They are so trashy. But the thing is, like, obviously, Americans have their own um, sort of soap operas, but I feel like they're, they're a lot more dramatic yeah, I don't know. If someone dies, like every episode, I guess. Of yeah, ones. yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> I think they're all dramatic. But yeah, I just I love this episode, and I love the lovey episodes, even when mm-hmm. it doesn't involve Patty and Selma. But um, I love yeah. I love Skinner as well. So he kind of is a big one. But um, one of my favorite lines in this is because um, this relates to my life so much as well. Um, at the beginning, when they're talking about the uh, barbecue restaurant, Marge goes to Homer, but Homer, you told me that you'd limit pork to six servings a week. <laughs> My mum always jokes with me that I eat, eat too much pork, so... Oh. So, yeah, I can't help it. But um, that always makes me laugh because my mum says stuff like that about pork to me, so, <laughs> yeah. But um, I love this episode. Yeah, this is great. You have the grey, a couple of, it's like a lot of uh, like film references and stuff in yeah. this episode as well. Like, yeah. obviously, the obvious one is the Terminator one, which yeah. is just great. It, it, it's ludicrous to begin with, and it gets more and more ludicrous. I always think, oh, that's the last like step of it. Yeah. And then they'll be like, and I like the cons just a sign. It's, <laughs> it goes so stupid. The funny thing was, laugh. when I was a kid, I didn't actually pick up on a lot of cultural references. And then obviously mm-hmm. as an adult, I'm like, oh yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. But it makes me laugh because it's like, um, there's the bit where the woman's there and it's like, con, not a man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I love um, Alfred Hitchcock films, kind of a big film snob. And uh, you have the Vertigo reference where he's running up, running up the stairs yeah. towards the end of the episode. I love that. Um, so great, great film references. And also... I love the bowling pin car picture. <laughs> the home next to the bowling pin car. I just love that image. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when um, when he when Marge says that she owes him a favour because they yeah. went to the the bowling pin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the bit um, when Marge turns to Homer and he's like, "Which one's Patty now? Which one's Selma?" And then um, she says, "And Selma simply had celibacy thrust upon her." <laughs> Yeah. I love that line. Thrust upon her. But um one second. Sorry, I was just getting another beer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing serious. I was like, oh my god, is he alright? No, no, no work just, tomorrow, so just need a beer. I've just been like casually sitting here getting smashed as we record. I miss drinking. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to rub it in. That's alright. Um, it's Christmas, well, so it's gonna be hard. Yeah, oh my god. Uh, but but let's think not talk how good about that, that first that first sip of delicious alcohol is gonna uh, be. I know. It's, gonna, it's, all over. it's gonna hit me and I'll probably end up pregnant again like last time. <laughs> yeah, don't drink too much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, so yeah, back back to it. So there are there are top fours. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, looking at this now, obvious what your number one was gonna be. You know I said I could guess what your number one and two was gonna be. Yeah. What I thought your number two was going to be isn't actually in this in this no series. No way. So. What, what is it? It's something from next series. So we'll we'll see. We'll come we'll come to okay. it. Okay. I imagine it's going to be in your list next next y- time. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so, so we've yeah, got so one that... more. Yeah. Mine is so... a massive curveball, but I'm more than happy for you to go first because obviously I've basically picked all of your episodes. <laughs> well, what I do with my one mores, when I look at my list at the end, I sort of put a little asterisk next to anyone that might be viable. And okay. I sort of think, why would this be my one more? Okay. And I've actually got four possibilities for this one. Okay. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I know what I'm going to go for. But I'm sticking to it, and okay. you're going first because you started. Okay. Um, so what is your one more, your massive curveball? So I feel like it's a bit of a curveball, but you might disagree. But my number four, uh, sorry, my one more, sorry, um, is the Treehouse of Horror. Mm. This is this was a candidate for mine. Yeah. So I'm a I'm a sucker for treehouse um episodes. I always have been. Um and this is actually sort of if you if you talk about tree houses one to ten, this is mm. actually quite high on my treehouse list as well. Yeah. Um I was surprised at how well this holds up for their first go at it. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if it's because it's really good that they then decided to do more maybe perhaps i don't mm. know um but i just think all three segments i enjoy all three of them whereas a lot and of, they're really different to each other yeah and a, whereas some treehouse i always feel like one or two segments are really good and one's a bit like meh but um mm. this one actually i really enjoy all three um and i think i at first i didn't realize that this was actually the original I thought this mm-hmm. was like maybe from season three or four, but then when I watched it quite recently, I think it must have been when Disney Plus first came out. Um, yeah, I was like, oh my god, I didn't realise this was the actual first treehouse. Like it's it's really strong because they're in a treehouse. Yeah, <laughs> that's why it's the first treehouse. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I love this. Um, I love all three segments. The one with mm-hmm. the aliens and like Kang and Kodos is my favourite of the three. Really? That's my least favourite of the three, so that's interesting. <laughs> I mean... I do like all three, though, but... Yeah, I mean... You know, the, the, you know my least favourite of three that I like. <laughs> I, I like... I think Bad Dream House is very um, traditional, sort of creepy Halloween-type so- story. Um, yeah. And I feel like that one has quite a, quite a lot of jokes that aren't jokes if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um about like we've never had knife fights before like that sort of (laughs) yeah bad dream house is interesting because a lot of the time the segments will be you know a parody of one particular film yeah because bad dream house is like i was trying to like i was writing down everything that it was sort of referencing and i've got poltergeist amityville horror psycho house of usher exorcist like these are all refer they were like sort of mashed together into like yeah. one thing and maybe because this is the first segment isn't it out of the three mm. yeah maybe yeah. that was kind of the the angle that they were going for that it was kind of an amalgamation of a bit of everything Haunted house yeah horror films yeah and it reminds me a lot of, I don't know if you've seen it, but American Horror Story, their first season is to do with a haunted house and it has a lot of parallels. So right, I haven't seen it. Yeah, um, it, it's just a stereotypical haunted house storyline type mm-hmm. thing. And I feel like it has, um, it's all sort of, if, you, if you're going for that kind of storyline, it's all got similar sort of things. Um, yeah. So it's really similar to that. So I, I really like all three segments. Yeah. Um, I feel like my least favourite is The Raven, 
but that's my most favorite yeah it's weird isn't it like I, it's so because i think it's so weird like it's so different to any treehouse of horror segment yeah still i mean that i i like its novelty i mean i say that but i really really want to get the bot as the raven as like a little tattoo oh yeah that's great that's such a cool tattoo don't you think yeah just like a just like as a little tattoo somewhere like i keep thinking about getting a simpsons tattoo somewhere but never more yeah never more um and I've seen people on like Pinterest and stuff with like Simpsons tattoos and Simpsons sleeves. And I've seen someone with a treehouse sleeve. And right. there's like a cute little like Bart as the Raven. I, I just love it. But yeah, never more, never more. Take thy beak from off my heart and take thy farm from off my door, quoth the Raven. Never more. Take thy beak from out my heart and take thy form from off my door, quoth the raven. Nevermore. Why, you little... Oh. I think it's just because it is it is a poem and to be honest with you, I'm not very educated with Edgar Allan Poe. Like, I know about him and I don't really know a great deal. I feel like if I was more of a fan, I probably would fan go a little bit harder, but <laughs> yeah... Yeah, I just like the novelty of them doing something completely different. I it. love it. And it's so Lisa as well. Like he's like, mm. that's not scary. And she's like, Well, it was written like two hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love these old treehouse treehouse of horrors because they have the framing device, which they sort of got rid of after the third or fourth one. Yeah. So you have them all telling stories. Like the second one is there, they're all having nightmares, and then it's the Halloween party and things like that. But Yeah, and then they kind of replaced it with Marge. And then they just got rid of it altogether. And to be honest with you, I like how... um, I know they do parody horror films quite a lot of the Mm. time, but I feel like towards the, like, last sort of, say, like, seven, eight, nine, and ten are just parodies. And it's a bit like... Yeah, parodies. As much as I appreciate them... Instead of, like, taking an idea from something, because even the Hungry Other Damned is a parody of the twilight zone episode to serve man it's not a hundred percent like one-to-one it just takes the ideas from it yeah they're a bit better at not just like doing a straight up parody that's what i mean they 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 kind of put their own spin on it whereas towards the end well i say towards the end obviously there's 20 <laughs> towards the end of what we know <laughs> <laughs> there's 20 other seasons after like towards the end of the first third <laughs> yeah exactly it's, it's crazy when you say it like that but um hmm. It is just like straight up parodies, and it's it's a bit irritating to be honest. Um, but uh, I don't know. I yeah. yeah. So this this is my Great one choice. more. This is my one more because I feel like it is a bit of a curveball. Um, and it's the first first of a of a tradition. Yeah, which yeah. I love the treehouse tradition. So yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, my one more. Drum is, roll. It's Bart gets an F. I love this. This is really high on my list, to be honest. I was surprised at how high this was on my list. I This is one that I always think I don't like that much. And yeah. when I watched it this time, I was like, no, this episode is so good. It's so strong. And it's the first episode of the series. Yeah. And it really, this is why it's my one more, because it's not my favorite. It's not in my like top four, but it it's like number seven, I think. This is actually my number six. Right. So this. So this is my number four. Five. Yeah, it's my number seven. Yeah. So this would have been um, my one more if I hadn't have gone for Treehouse. Um, I think it just such does such a good job of like when this comes on as episode one of the series, it's like it's already so much 
cleaner than series one yeah and more focused i'm like oh like it has arrived the series has started now like this is much just stronger like much better written and fully realized than series one instantly yeah you're straight into it it's almost like a completely different show yeah like the quality the how strong the storyline is how strong the characters are how strong the jokes are in comparison to the last half of season one like it's just completely different and um you know we said about um little things that are said in Simpsons that get in your head like the um you know part of my galoshes that sort (laughs) of stuff Um, pantyhose practical and alluring (laughs) exactly the little the little things i feel like that's gonna be like the motto of the show going (laughs) forward we have to try and get it in every single episode oh it'll happen (laughs) but there's a couple of just like little like things from this episode that get in my head like the when bart does his test mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, like that gets in my head that little and do you know what i use quite a lot which is from this episode um is like I don't use it for how they use it in the show, but I use it for something else. But you know when they go, ooh, that icky soup skin? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was my other one. Ooh, I hate that icky soup skin. I always use that for custard. Custard gets... That is literally my next note was that. (laughs) Custard gets the horrible skin on the top. And I always say that to Mm -hmm. my mum. Ooh, I hate that icky soup skin. And she's like, what the hell? Yeah, that I I do that. So this episode... Them to just them two little things from this episode get in my head, and also I love Martin in this episode. This I is love the episode Martin. where they get Martin, and you're like, Yeah, this character's great. You're killing me, fish. Never have I seen a greater or more noble thing than you, brother. Come on and kill me. I do not care who kills who. To catch a fish, to kill a bull, to make love to a woman, to live. I thank you. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. There were moments I truly believed you were Hemingway. <gasps> Bravo, Martin. Oh, please, call me Papa. Martin is really high up on my favourite characters' lists. Yeah. I love like, he's him. He's a bit of a dark horse. I forget about him, then I remember he, how good he is. He has so many um, dimensions to his character and like yeah. different episodes are different Martin characters, which I absolutely love. I mean, I said before, but whenever he's paired up with Nelson, I love it. Yeah, I love it too. Um, it's really sad because I, I wonder if they'll... Because the actress who voices Martin and like yeah. the Flanders kids, she sadly passed away last year, didn't she? Um, yeah. I wonder if they will still use Martin as a character or if they'll... I think they have Oh, replaced. okay. Yeah, I think I think they have. Oh, that's that's good to know. Don't because quote me on that. I think that they have a, a voice actress who's like taken similar. over those parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's. Um, I'm really glad about that because I would be really sad if they made the character redundant. Oh, he's so even good. though he's not Later, Mrs. K. <laughs> even though he's not a massive character, I like. I love Martin. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought that pushing a boy into the girl's laboratory could be such a thrill? The screams, the humiliation, the fact that it wasn't me. I've never felt so alive. Wait, Martin. Now, the big test is tomorrow, and I haven't even started. Who cares about some test? Life's too short for tests. Hey, I thought we had a deal. (laughs) The Martin Prince you made a deal with no longer exists. Come on, fellows, to the arcade. Cool, Martin. 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 But yeah, this is just a really solid episode. It's not the funniest. Yeah. It's not 
the best. It's just a really solid start to the series. And it has some really memorable moments, like when he wakes up and there's that like idyllic snow scene out the window. Especially Patty and Selma on the little sleigh going past. One of the scenes where um, when they wake up and he comes downstairs and they are all huddled around the radio to see if the school's yeah. closed, that brings back so many memories. So I always remember, because yeah. um, like before the days of email and things like that, I always remember waiting to hear if my school was closed over the radio. Yeah. So I like that brings back so much nostalgia for me. And like, definitely. And like, even though. Um, I did quite well at school and things like that. I always remember, especially in primary school, more than secondary, I always remember trying really, really hard and still not getting grades in comparison to like my peers. And mm-hmm. I used to, I used to get so upset as a kid because I was like, I'm trying really hard um, and just never getting the recognition or never getting the grades. And I would always try a lot harder than certain people and still not getting as well as like, the grades that they got um so in the bit where bart starts crying he's like i tried really really hard i really yeah. tried that just oh it gets me because i remember being like that in primary school oh i was like the opposite in primary school <laughs> i was like the annoying kid who just like i didn't try i just got i was just like yeah naturally intelligent this isn't me boasting because when I came to secondary school, I didn't try at all because I thought I could do it all and then was terrible. See, I was the opposite. I got put in all so... like the special class. No oh, way. he's so clever, all that stuff. You know, separated of all the clever kids. And then everyone presumed I'd get straight A's all through my school life. And then when I didn't try because I never had to before and things actually got hard, I started getting shit grades. Yeah, see. It's a miracle that I left with like half decent GCSEs. It's the miracle. See, I was the opposite. So I really tried in primary school and was like middle of the road. And then at secondary school, because I really tried, I got really good grades. Um, Hmm. So we're like complete opposites. But. um, Did you get any A's at GCSE? (laughs) I got one A star in in RE. Oh, I got no A's. <laughs> yeah, so I that was the only... So you've um, already beaten me. That was the only A slash A star that I got, and it was in RE of all things because I'm really... Unlike you, I'm not religious at all, um, but I just really enjoy... So like whenever you talk on weird tales about like religious things, it's, it really yeah. sparks my interest because I, I find... I find it whole, interesting, yeah, yeah. I find the whole thing really interesting, and I think that that's why I did so well in my... Sorry, for all you... American listeners, RE is religious education. Um, yeah. that or was RS, which it became, our religious oh, really? studies. I didn't know that. I just thought it was still RE. But, um, By the time I left, it was RS, yeah. Yeah, so that was the only thing that I got like an A star in. Yeah, but um, the rest, you know, my other GCSEs were just like Bs and Cs and things like that. Mm. Um, but I, I got what I needed to do to go to uni and stuff, so... I was predicted like straight A's and I walked away with like nearly straight B's oh, and okay. a couple of C's yeah. and a couple of E's. See, yeah, <laughs> see, that's, uh, see, that's, um, they're good grades, but. Yeah, history was my worst one. History, I, I got an E. Yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Emma. Sorry. Oh, well, but like you said, they I, didn't, I, they didn't encourage us in history. I didn't even hell. take history. I took geography. I was a geography no. student. I wish I took geography. We're like the opposite. You did that and realized you loved history <laughs> afterwards. I did that and realized I loved geography afterwards. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm still a geography nerd. Like Ben always, um, takes the mickey and always like makes fun out of me for being a geography nerd because I just, say all this random stuff um 
but history is my passion now as an adult. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. So one more, one more thing from Bar Gets an F, just one more quote. Now I drive the school bus. <laughs> that gets in my head. <laughs> Your delivery was impeccable. <laughs> Thank you. So one thing I've waited I, all episode to do that. I love that. So one thing I did want to mention about this episode is like I don't know if you know this, but this episode, when it aired, got three point three sorry, thirty-three point six million viewers the day mm-hmm. that it was um Ed, and it still to this day remains the highest rated episode of the history of the show so this wow. episode is still had the most views over any episode i feel in like Simpsons everyone history. knows this one yeah like it, when i was when i was talking to becca earlier about what my choice is and that like the, when i mentioned this one she's like oh yeah i know that one like she's not as familiar yeah. with the Simpsons as me but she was just like yeah i know that one yeah i feel like there are certain episodes that you sort of think of early Simpsons. And I feel like this episode and like Simpsons and Delilah and things like that, those are the episodes that you think of as being like really early Simpsons. Like, I think of this one, I think this one gets thought of so much as well because so many people skip series one. Yeah. So when you skip series one, this is the first one you watch on yeah, your rewatch. Yeah, 100%. And it's such a strong start. I always feel like as well that... Um, the people who skip season one, they always turn around and say, well, I haven't seen season one for like 20 years. And I'm like, how? <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I said last time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. But um, but obviously now with Disney Plus, everyone has the, well, everyone who has Disney Plus has the advantage of just being able to watch things whenever they want to. And I find myself skipping through Disney Plus and trying to find episodes that I haven't seen in years just yeah. to get the nostalgia or do I still hate this episode type type thing yeah that's what's been interesting going through this like I, I said I just finished I've watched through series three and four yeah. ahead for this and there's been certain episodes when I come to them I'm like oh I never watched this one to see what I think and sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised and sometimes I'm like yeah that's why I never watched this one yeah it's really interesting um so there there we go I'm really intrigued to know what episodes you hate of this season? Oh, okay. So my bottom one, I find it a real bummer. And I feel like a lot of people really like this episode. And I'm always just like, why? Is Bart versus Thanksgiving. Yeah, no. I mean, this is really low in mine as well. But this isn't my bottom. It is a bummer. And I felt like when I was watching that episode, I was like, I don't know if you, you're made to feel like this or not, but I always feel like I'm more on Bart's side than Lisa's side. Because I just, I just I'm on find... like no one's side. Everyone just seems really annoying in that episode. Yeah, everyone is really irritating. Even Bart is... Right, so I've got all these notes, as you can see oh, yeah. in this. But my note for Bart versus Thanksgiving is one line. It just says, this is a bummer. <laughs> That's all I've written for it. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I started watching this episode... And I sort of watched halfway through and then I was like, I like don't, I can't like finish this episode. So then I sort of started doing something else. And then I actually had to go back to it just to make sure that I'd written all I needed to write on this episode just in case it came up. Um, So to be honest, I actually watched this in two parts because I found it sort of a bit draining and a bit like, ugh. 
Another thing is like we don't celebrate Thanksgiving in the UK as well. Yeah. So a lot of the times like Thanksgiving episodes will sort of miss me a little bit because I'm just like, I don't have the connection to this. And then it's like, so it's like that paired with just like, God, actually, like everyone's annoying in this. I actually <laughs> think I wrote similar thing in my notes. I'm just yeah. going to try and go back. Um, yeah, so for this, bearing in mind that I write a lot of notes for each episode, I've only made one, two, five points, like five bullet right. points on this episode. And um, they're all just very, like, not much kind of points. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The one thing that really puzzled me about this episode, though, is the bit where Homer and Bart are watching the parade and they make the joke about the Macy's Day balloon, you know, and then there's, yeah, a, yeah. there's a Bart Simpson balloon. Like, I didn't. I didn't get it. Like, I was... Yeah, uh, they're trying to be, like, smart because they're saying, like, oh, it's all, like, cartoon characters who are, like, flash in the pan, no one's ever heard of them, whatever, and then they do a Bart Simpson one because I guess oh. Bart was, like, the biggest thing, like, bit of merchandising that was everywhere at that time. Oh, okay. So it's the sort of thing that would be on, like, parade. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I totally agree with you. It's, it's very... Um, where we don't celebrate Thanksgiving... I just, I couldn't connect to it really. And I found yeah. it a bit boring and um, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm, it's a bit. So what a, was your bottom one? Um, Dancing Homer. Yeah, that's my number second from yeah. bottom. It feels like a bad series one episode. I just, just the storyline I actually, I was thinking um, maybe she'll like this, but mm, no. I mean, do you know what? It actually surprised me when I watched it that I didn't like it because I remembered, yeah, I remembered liking it as a kid but then 100%. I watched it. Yeah, but then I watched it again, and I was like, I really don't like this episode. It's really boring. Yeah, and it's such a mess. Like you can see the production issues of it. Yeah. So I, I'd never noticed before, and I probably heard this on other podcasts and stuff. But when I'm watching it this time, I'm like, this is a mess. This is there's obvious production stuff because none of the lip syncing is right in any of the bar scene. Yeah. And it feels like they added that in. Yeah. And it's the same bit of footage, like rocked and rolled back and forth with different words written over it. And I feel like as well that I agree with what you said, that it feels more like a season one episode and like... Really does. Like how the animation is and like Barney's look just looks really bad and things like that. The animation's really weak on this episode. I don't know why. It just doesn't look good. Maybe it was perhaps meant to be in season one and it was scrapped maybe i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know maybe it just feels like there was loads of problems with it i feel like there are a couple of episodes in this season and this and um bart versus thanksgiving and there's a couple of other ones um Mm -hmm. that i feel like are just fillers to fill to fill it up so maybe these were basically them two war of the simpsons i'm not big on yeah i'm not either i find homer despicable in it See, and I don't like him like leching over. See, Maud. I've got this. Yeah, see, I've got this as uh, really low at the bottom as well. But I couldn't just for me just this second. I was like, I can't even remember what episode that was. But and then when you said yeah. when he was like luring over Maud Flanders, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that because that is. I the love only his thing. memory of the party. Oh my god, I wrote that as one of my notes as well. That's, like that's great. <laughs> he said something like, "I'm going to get out of these wet clothes and into a dry martini." <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and when Flanders says I have a PhD in mix- mixology and most like college boy <laughs> that's funny yeah there's like three funny bits them two, and then also Homer and Marge fighting in the car and it's like oh they're fighting in the car again 
Yeah, that music always sends chills down my spine. It's like... I also like the line, Queen of the Harpies, Queen of the Harpies. Here you so go, this, your see, majesty. Good bits. Yeah. At least there's good bits in more of The Simpsons. Yeah. Like the other two, that are, like I'm so glad we're on the same page of Dancing Homer and Bart versus Thanksgiving. They just feel like obviously weaker. I didn't like, um, we said briefly about it at the beginning, but I didn't like Three Eyes on Every Fish, the one where Burns no, goes for governor. I didn't like I that. I find that just boring. And I also didn't like, so like, these are sort of my bottom five. Um, I also don't like uh, Marge versus Itchy and Scratchy. Oh, uh, that's in the middle for me. I don't mind that. Yeah, no. I just Marge is annoying in it. Yeah, I think that's why I don't like it because I like horny Marge. I like when Marge is, mm-hmm. has more of depth to the character, whereas I feel like this, she's just a stereotypical nagging mum, nagging wife. Yeah. Which I think I don't think. I think what saves it for me is the um, when she rebrands itchy and scratchy, and it's like the lemonade. lemonade. <laughs> <Yeah>. That saves <laughs> it because that makes me laugh so much. You make really good lemonade, scratchy. <laughs> Thank you, Itchy. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> yeah, just, literally. That's, that's really the only. Funny. That's the only part. Lemonade? Please, I made it just for you. You are my best friend. Mmm, this really hits the spot. Mm, doesn't it, though? You make really good lemonade, Scratchy. Oh, thank you, Itchy. But the funny thing about it is that's the funniest <laughs> part of the episode, but it's not funny. Like, it's, <laughs> it just, it's not. It's probably, I love it. It's just the, the fact that the, like, the drawing, they have these massive eyes. Lemonade. Oh, it's so dull, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's so dull, it makes me laugh. But it's not even... I mean, I know that the delivery is meant to be funny and it is put in there to be funny, but it's... It's not funny, but it is. I don't know if you're familiar with Dankmus. Yeah, 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 I am, yeah. Well, Dankmus has a song um, which is from the quotes from that, The Lemonade, and that his song of that gets in my head. No way. So yeah. I know of it, but I, I, don't, I don't think I've heard that song. Yeah, there's a song. I think the song is just called Lemonade, but Dankmus, <laughs> and that, because I have a couple of his tracks on my phone. I listen to them when I want to strut down the street, <laughs> and that's like a real strutter. No way. So I'm going to... When we stop recording, I'm instantly going to go on Spotify and I'm going to play that. Just I'll to- put in a little clip of Lemonade by Dangmus now because it's <laughs> an absolute banger. <laughs> and everyone has to think of um, Bob just strutting down the street to this, like...
I, I recently got back from uh, Denmark and I was there for a few days on my own before my, my girlfriend met me there. And a lot of me walking around Denmark was me strutting to like Dankness Simpsons <laughs> music. <laughs> that's hilarious. I can just imagine that right now. Yeah. So the only other one that's near the bottom for me is Old Money. I love this episode. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people do. For me, I just it never clicked for me. I never I don't have any sort of sort of nostalgia or anything towards it. So this is actually um the actual middle episode in the list for me. This oh, okay. this is dead smack in the middle. Um I I do really like this episode, but it's not up there for me. Like I do really like it. Um, one that I wanted to make like a special mention of is Brush With Greatness. Okay. But only purely because... Um, Ringo. Yeah, you know. <laughs> is it because I hung it on my wall? Yeah. <laughs> so, I hung it on my wall. So for listeners' knowledge only, um, my cat is actually named Ringo after Ringo Starr because my husband... Um, always makes a joke that Ringo is uh, the most talented Beatle because he is the voice of Thomas the Tank Engine only. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we, me and my husband, like absolutely love Ringo Starr and just the fact that we always just joke that he's the most talented member of the Beatle because, you know, he's Thomas the Tank Engine. But um, so, yeah. And he was the first one to be in The Simpsons. Exactly. But um, his whole... um, we call French fries chips. Like just his whole, like he doesn't need to be in that episode and the episode works with or without him, but it's like one of my favourite cameos ever. So that's probably my middle episode. It's like right in the middle for me, Brush of Greatness. And the, the Ringo stuff, elevates it. Yeah. And purely like, I just wanted to make a special mention just because, that whole like scene is one of my favorites of the whole season. Just yeah. just for the whole like we do have hamburgers and French fries in. <laughs> yeah. Dear Marge, thanks for the fat painting of yours truly. I hung it on me wall. You're quite an artist. In answer to your question, yes, we do have hamburgers and fries in England, but we call French fries chips. Love Ringo. Aside from that scene, like that episode isn't really like a favourite, but like the Ringo stuff's great. And I do like, I think Miss Hoover's a way underrated character. I love, Because yeah. she's so over it. Like she's great. Um, and she, this is her first line. I didn't realise it's her first line until I watched it. And I was like, it's so good. He's yeah. bad, but he'll die. So I like it. <laughs> He's bad, but he'll die. So I like it. Yeah, I love that. And I like I said earlier, I like episodes that give Marge more of a depth. Yeah, well this is the our intro to that she's a used to be a painter like which comes yeah. up loads of times. Yeah, exactly. She's into art. And like um the whole sort of background story of Marge and the fact that she's like, "Do you know what? F you, Mr. Burns. I'm going to do mm what I want and like not listen to you and like the way she defends Homer and the way she defends people like I just I just love Marge in this episode but I agree with you the only reason why this ranks so high in my list is just the Ringo Starr part <laughs> yeah so I did say to you I'd let you know what my number five was because oh, yeah. it was so close yeah it didn't you didn't say it my number five which you know my number four on depending on which day you catch me is the way we was Oh, do you know what? Before we started rewatching this, I mm-hmm. didn't think I liked this episode. And then I watched oh, really? this. Yeah. And then I watched this the other day and I was like, I actually really like this episode and I like it a lot more than I thought I did. 
because no i love this one yeah i it's just everything all the little sort of oh yeah i i totally understand why but I've only recently felt this way about this episode. I just thought, oh, like, I don't really like flashback episodes and things like that and always been well, a, a bit negative This towards... is one that, like, I will reference... Me and Becca reference this one quite a lot. This Aww. is one that she's quite familiar with. So yeah. um, we'd always joke about Artie's busy hands. <laughs> um, you know, he's like, uh, I'm so respected, it would damage the town to hear it. The town like that, to hear that gets it. in my head, yeah. Marge? I would appreciate it if you didn't tell anybody about my busy hands. Not so much for myself, but I am so respected, it would damage the town to hear it. Good night. It's really funny because um, me and a friend of mine, um, when we were teenagers, there was this kid. I'm not going to mention it just in case he ever listens to okay. this. But um, we used to call him Artie Ziff because he right. used to like rock around town in like 70s clothes because it was like the vintage like look. And he had this big hair and he looked so much like him. So <laughs> we always used to refer to him as Artie Ziff. But um, no, I really like this episode and I, um, there, there are a lot of things in here that I, I quote quite a lot and things like that. So yeah, I, I get why this is high up. I love young Homer. Yeah. <laughs> like I can see like Matt Groening really wanted to do a spin-off series what, called you- Young Homer. No way, I didn't know that. And it was after they did this episode, he was like, Oh, I want to do a series which is set at this time and it's young it's ho- young Homer is the centre of it. No way. And I'm like, I actually would have loved that because yeah. I love Homer and I love Homer and Barney as like friends when they're <laughs> at school. <laughs> when when uh, Barney asks that girl, he's like, Do you want to go to the problem with me? It just goes, Good. God, no. <laughs> yeah, I just, I love all of this. And like, I like, um, I always um, sing, why do birds? And I, I always sing that. And I didn't realize that it was a Carpenter's song until I became yeah. an adult. And then I was like, oh, that's the song from The Simpsons. And they were like, <laughs> no, it's a Carpenter's song. I was like, oh. <laughs> I actually, until this time around as well, because actually on my rewatch, I watched this one with Becca and she was laughing so much at, like Bart is really good in this episode. Yeah, Bart is really funny because he fucking hates the story that's being told. <laughs> and when he's hitting the TV and he's like, um, "Fascinating story!" Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, when <laughs> when uh, the TV breaks, they all start screaming. The Homer's like, looks like a job for Doctor TV, and he smashes it again, and the whole thing just goes completely off. And it's, it looks like you lost the patient, Doc. <laughs> that- <laughs> and Marge goes, "You're staring at a dot. You're sick." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's like, what did you used to do for TV? We used to sit and talk. I'm living it, but I ain't loving it. <laughs> yeah, Bart is brilliant in like, this. Bart's really good in this in this episode. You don't ever sort of, because it's the, the Marge and Homer origin story, you don't ever think about Bart in it. But yeah, no, no he's, he's really until good. Until this time round, I never appreciated how good Bart is in this episode. Because Lisa's like enwrapped by the story and yeah. Bart just fucking hates it. He's constantly trying to get the TV working. It's like people always sort of want to tell you how they got together and people are just like, oh yeah, that's interesting. But you you, you never really want to hear it, but you're just like, you feel obliged. <laughs> so that's great. No, I like, yeah, I do. And like I said, I liked this episode more when I rewatched it. So I feel like this is always one that I maybe would avoid but then mm. when I watched it, I was like, oh, I actually do really like this episode. So even if this had been my number four over Blood Feud, it still would have surprised you. Yeah, because Blood... My number four was set to surprise you anyway. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, if you'd have picked either of those, they're not... 
overly high on my list, um, either mm. of them. But I prefer the way we were over Blood Feud on my list. Mm-hmm. But um, I, f- I feel like the reasonings that you have for both of those um, are really valid. And yeah, mm. I'm, I'm really surprised. And do you know what? Like, I know you say that you're a bit of a softy, but it actually comes... It's actually quite a surprise to me that you'd pick like a lovey-dovey episode. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm a. I'm a romantic. Oh, you're cute. Sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. So really good series. I really yep. enjoyed watching through it again and sort of just seeing which ones like. I mean, there's there's absolute classics in this series. I haven't even mentioned like like Bart the Daredevil is like one of the most remembered episodes. And yeah, it's just, just like we haven't even mentioned it. No, exactly. For for um, Bart going over Springfield Gorge, like. I, I didn't really feel like I needed to say much about that episode because no. it, it, it is what it is. Um, it ranks sort of somewhere in the middle of my list. Same. Yeah. Same. I mean, I didn't. I don't hate it as an episode, but for no. me, it's it, it's just ranks in the middle. To be honest. Yeah. I I thought I liked it more than I did. I watched it again. I was like, no, it's all right. It's like in the middle. Yeah, and I kind of feel I exactly thought it, the if same. If you had asked me beforehand, I'd have probably thought it would be right near the top. But yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, no, I agree. There, there are definitely some episodes in here that I was surprised were actually higher on my list than I originally thought, like the way we were and um, mm. Homer versus Lisa in the Eighth Commandment. That one is one that if you'd asked me, I would have been like, oh, it's, yes, definitely in my top four. Yeah. Because I loved it when I was younger. Yeah. When I watched it this time, I was like, it's probably like number eight on my list. It's literally number eight on my list. Literally number eight. It's nine. It's nine on my uh, list. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 like the top half. But yeah. I would have before I rewatched it, I'd have been like, yeah, easily top four. Yeah. Because I just have so many memories of watching that one when I was a kid. Yeah, I totally agree with you too. Um, and then there are a couple that I was watching, and I was like, I don't really have much to say about this. Um, mm. One of them was um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah. Like, which is fairly high on my list. It's but number nine on my list. It's um, eight on mine, so literally yeah, like yeah, our eights same, and nines yeah, are yeah, yeah, same sort of thing. Yeah. So it's crazy. Um, there are episodes, as I said, like uh, The Way We Were definitely surprised me. And then there are other episodes um, where I was a bit like, oh, I actually thought I liked this more than I actually did. So yeah, yeah it, it definitely surprised me this season. And also during this series, uh, Do the Bartman came out. Yeah, we spoke about that, <laughs> didn't we? <laughs> yeah. So am I, this is this came, this was number one when you were born, right? Yeah. So what, do the, what an amazing number one when you were born. Doing, yeah. So this do the Batman was number one um, in the UK when I was born. So yeah, it's always had a special place in my heart, but not on my there Spotify playlist. <laughs> I'll make sure it's the outro music this week. Amazing, I love that. Yeah. But yeah, so this this season is the same age as me. Yeah, amazing. Love that. So there we go. That's series two. Wow. We we chatted for a while about that one. Um, next episode, we're doing favorite characters. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Still, I've been thinking about it a little bit and I keep every now and then I remember a character. I'm like, oh my God, this is throwing my whole list. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't do complete disarray. The thing is as well, like because of a bunch of characters that I've spoken about in the last couple of episodes, I feel like my list is going to be really predictable. So I'm going to make sure that sort of like 
there's going to be a couple in there that will be a bit curveballish. Just I to... feel like you maybe my list will be. You won't have a clue what no. I've got coming. Do you know what? I don't think I could predict it. Actually, I really don't think no. I can. There's some characters that even even just only in this year where I've been like, wow, they might be my favorite character. I've never even considered them before. Like, yeah, this is really making me think about something I haven't thought about. So before. can I just um can I just question? Are we doing? Yeah secondary characters so not the simpson family anyone that or isn't just anyone anyone that isn't the main four so okay. no homer marge bart lisa okay okay that's fine anyone else is up for grabs sweet unless they're like you know one episode characters doesn't count okay all like, right. it has to be a regular okay that's fine just just so i know for when i'm watching i would say they've had to have been at least like five episodes to be considered like semi-regular character okay that's fine yeah and, and do we have to back up with an episode as to why they're our favorite no, character. not necessarily like just just why they're your favorite i mean the, this these episodes are probably going to be longer than our like spin-off ones yep i doubt that we're going to spend like nearly two hours talking about our favorite characters uh they'll probably be like under an hour yeah and then so we're gonna have like the longer ones back and forth yeah but well you never know and then we could have our 10 minute karaoke chat well exactly <laughs> we could just have a 10 minute karaoke yeah at the end. <laughs> So cool. next week, yeah. So in, sorry, it's in two weeks' time, isn't it? It's fortnightly now. Yeah. So it's been weekly for the first month. From now on, it's fortnightly. Uh, so in two weeks' time, you're going to get our four and one more favorite Simpsons characters. Uh, I know what my one more is. Okay. I'm my top four is is changing around all over the place. I love that. Um, and then we will be back for series three talk after that. So yeah, Amazing. moving on. I'm really excited. Um, I feel like season three is one of my top seasons, one of my favorite seasons. So I'm excited yeah. for season three. I every every series I watch, I'm like, oh, I love this series. I'm like, yeah, I just love this show. <laughs> like every every series is really good. This is why we have a podcast where we talk about it for two hours. <laughs> when it's done, when we when we've done our classic years of The Simpsons, what Disney Plus needs to do is, you know, they have the, the Simpsons collections. Yeah. They need to have like the Simpsons four and one more collection. It's mine oh, and yours favorite I from each that. series. That would be all amazing. All the way through. Yeah. I love that. It'd be a killer playlist. And to any listeners out there, if Bob and I have um, like asked a question or not quite sure and you know the answer, please, please, please message us just because I'd love the clarification. <laughs> yes. And also, let us know what your favourites are. I would love to like, like, maybe we like, maybe you love Bart versus Thanksgiving, and you can't believe that we like put it right at the bottom of our list. Like, yeah. I want to know, like, what are your favourites and why? It's really interesting for me, yeah, to just see what other people love and don't love, and maybe you hate one of the ones that we love. And if you have an opinion that is completely and strongly the opposite of what we're saying, I'd love to know why as well. Get so a, Emma, get I'm, gonna, I'm testing going. you now. I'm going to test you. So where can they let us know? Oh no, <laughs> these things. How can they contact us? No pressure. Um, so we can be contacted on both of our personal Twitters. So yes. you are at Bob Shoy. Yeah, that's at B O B S H O Y. And I am at Emma Rowena. Rowena is spelled R O E N A. And then we also have a Facebook account. Which is yes. The Simpsons four and one more? Is that right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> we're on, we're on Facebook. <laughs> we're on Facebook somewhere. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can find us on Facebook. Um, we are also on Instagram, and we are also we also have an email address. 
Yes, the email is four and one more pod at gmail.com. But um, um, but um, yes. I am going to try and be quite active on Instagram. Okay. Um, so Emma's going to take charge of the Instagram, which if you search four and one more, you'll find us on there. Yeah. Um, and then the Twitter accounts are our personal, but obviously feel free to follow us, send us messages exactly. and things like that. Um, but they are actually... I love chatting to people on Twitter. So come talk to me on Twitter. I, I always enjoy it. I always respond. I love Twitter too. So feel free to send us a message. This is actually how Bob and mm-hmm. I first started chatting actually, which is really funny. Yeah. So um, if if you message us, you, you could be doing a pod with us in a year who knows exactly <laughs> anything know. could happen I'm, I'm planning on my pod career like from now on weird tales is my perpetual pod and then i'm just doing yearly mini series from then on as my side pods i don't want to get wrapped up in anything else perpetual so you never know what's going to be coming in a year's time yeah something else anything could happen so yeah exactly. so find us on social media um we love talking to our listeners so feel free to just send us a message and we will always get back to you Exactly. And if you want to support my time uh, with your money, because uh, I spend a lot of time editing and researching this and various other podcasts, you can do so at patreon.com slash bobshoy. So please donate. Yeah, do it, please. <laughs> um, so there we go. Uh, another great episode. I really enjoy talking about these classic episodes. I really do. Like this has brightened up my day. I had a bit of a shitty day, but I'm all perked up now. Good. And it's not just the beer. So <laughs> so a way to end the show is um, don't forget pantyhose, practical and alluring. And until next time, pardon my galoshes. <laughs> That's the bar. March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series We Were the Lucky Ones with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.